0: In the prison. It's an other uh, Prisoner Podcast.
1: Welcome to Imprison in Prison on uh, the Prisoner Prison Cast. I'm your host, Mark Malik, and this is your other host, Matthew Kelmages. He's here even though you can't hear him yet. Now you can hear him.
0: Hey, I, I've had a change of mind. I don't want to do this episode now.
1: Okay. What are we doing?
0: We're going to go work out in the forest.
1: Okay. No, this bar. is called work out on the forest, a forest cast. <laughs> I don't. On a yeah. Bar.
0: I haven't been to a gym since I think 2008, nine, 2009.
1: I mostly avoid gym. I like to work out by myself. Just like <laughs> number 6 does. Oh to be yeah. That's,
0: that's what I'm saying. I like, you know, I will walk around a whole lot. That's that's like the gym of the universe, you know. Yeah, you have earbuds, nobody can talk to you ever. That's right. Um I don't I don't use earbuds. Head over for me as is the case ah. right now. Always head yeah, over. Yeah,
1: it's Japan, so people won't like I feel like if you use those headphones in america someone will either take them from you or a car will like drive up on the sidewalk and kill you while you're not paying attention
0: <laughs> but I, I killed you just to teach you a lesson no no it's just like you headphones. you
1: just should have heard it coming right it's just that it's your fault
0: okay that's cool it's,
1: because it's never the driver's fault <laughs> because it's america
0: that's right because cars are that's the transformers are right they chose the correct dominant species of the planet's yes. car yeah. is
1: king and until they chose the dinosaurs, which are the even more dominant species.
0: That's right. That was an even better choice. Or or the or the Beast Wars. I don't know what that was. Uh, Beast, I think Beast, that was they?
1: back in time. Like I think that there was a big reveal that that took place before the original series. Okay. And it was I like different t- Transformers. I didn't. I tried to watch it, or What's someone's getting mad at me right CGI? now. I tried to watch it. It looked like absolute dog shit, and. Yeah. They, the, all the dialogue was like puns. It was like, and like it all takes place hit. on
0: like barren landscapes because they didn't have money for the CGI.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like someone is just hanging off a tree, and somebody's like, "Stop just hanging around." You know, it's like it's like that level of dialogue. I, I, I <laughs> it's think like it's,
0: don't I think get it's a, it. Beast Wars was not for Generation X. I think is the bottom line. That's that's not right. Generation X's Transformers.
1: <laughs> not our problem. Yeah, our right. problem was. Um, cheap animation that was (laughs) hand-drawn and (laughs) probably also bad dialogue anyway speaking of bad dialogue not being the case let's go (laughs) (laughs) wow that was smooth (laughs) speaking of smooth let's transition into talking about this episode of the prisoner with good dialogue uh this is episode is called a Change of mind. Uh, we do trivia first, right?
0: Yeah. Trivia first. I was waiting. That's for what trivia. we always say. I've, I've been waiting for like a minute now.
1: It's a trivia first, trivia cast. This episode was ninth in production order and was broadcast 12th. Aired on December 15th, 1967. In some markets, it was delayed because it would have aired on Christmas Eve and the show was considered unsuitable for broadcast on Christmas Eve. Unmutual. You'll notice, unmutual. You'll notice that this was uh, directly after the production of last week's episode, which was eighth in production order. Um, and you will you might recall that Patrick McGowan got into screaming matches and tried to strangle the director. Um, Patrick McGowan himself directed this episode. Roy Rosati was the original director, but he was replaced after just a few days by did, Patrick McGowan.
0: Did McGowan try and strangle the director this time?
1: i don't have that information
0: as in himself
1: patrick mcguin patrick mcguin directed under the pseudonym joseph surf s-e-r-f
0: get him away from himself joe
1: surf uh mcguin will be back in the director's chair for the final two episodes rosati hey. will not be back
0: what's up joe surf <laughs>
1: And it is like, there is something to that. I don't understand.
0: Maybe he's like mad that he is farming the land. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like one of those, Hey, you know, a, a Ron sort of names, Joe surf. Yeah. Uh, yeah if it was surf then that would
1: that would be actually very hilarious (laughs) um this episode is written by roger parks a british writer who worked entirely in the field of television this episode of the prisoner is the only one he wrote is actually his first listed writing credit on imdb making him an incredibly rare person who cut their teeth working on the prisoner he would later write episodes of strange report and doom watch our number two for this episode, and this episode alone, is John Sharp. He was born in 1920 and had a long and impressive resume, later appearing in The Wicker Man, Barry Linden, Top Secret, and Not On Your Nelly. Number 86 is played by Angela Brown. She left a Catholic convent school at age 13 to study theater and then made her way onto film and then television. She first worked with Patrick McGowan on the Danger, at Man, Danger Man episode, The Girl in Pink Pajamas, starring as The Girl in Pink Pajamas, and later jumped at the chance to work with him again on this episode, even though she admitted that she didn't quite understand the plot. Prior to that, she had roles in Murder Bag and The Ghost Train Murder. I get Finally, confused
0: last week, but I mean, I felt like this was, you could follow this plot, sort of. This,
1: I think her role specifically was confusing okay she had to say a bunch of lobotomy things that weren't real
0: good point okay we'll get on to that
1: we'll get to that in just a second uh finally thomas heathcote plays the man in the aversion therapy room credited only as lobo man or lobo man lobo man he was born in india and appeared in land of fury battle hell and the amorous goldfish Oh, and also the abominable Dr. Fibes. He later would pass away in 86.
0: Battle hell, yeah. Battle
1: hell. I <laughs> have to watch that one.
0: Oh, sorry, I guess you're finished now. you the end. Yeah, yeah, you have to do that plot again. After I move it a little bit more, where I can see it. Doo doop Yeah, now you have to do the confusing plot. <laughs> <laughs> Number six gets into a scuffle with a couple of local ruffians while working out in the forest. They think he's antisocial for not using the community gym. In fact, the entire village finds Six to be uncooperative. After a warning from the council, Six is labeled unmutual, meaning he is now persona non grata in the village. He is then taken to the village hospital to be lobotomized. This is but a ruse, though. Number two wants Six to think he has been lobotomized, while Two uses drugs to keep him civil. Number six figures this out rather quickly, swaps drug dose teacups with his handler, number 86, and then hypnotizes her with special instructions. Six tells two he is now docile and wants to confess to the entire village. During his speech, 86 shows up, accuses number two of being unmutual, and the villagers run him out of town on a rail. Actually, chase him out of town, I guess. It's a little different, isn't it?
1: I sort of figured they killed him. But who knows?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess you don't. Or, well, maybe Rover <laughs> or lobotomized <killed> him. him <laughs> yeah, somehow Rover killed him in a later scene. Well, maybe he gets to spend time in the uh, what? What room is it again? Aversion therapy. Yeah, he gets to hang out in the aversion therapy room for a while now. He's he the dumpiest number two we've had. You kind of, but want he's him.
1: the scariest one though. Well, he's the scariest, it's, but it's because it's partly because of how it is constantly filmed with him just like sweating the camera just right up in his face and he's just sort of like screaming and (laughs) really uh threatening things at number six anyway my question for you is if this was the pilot for this show would you want to watch the rest of it
0: hmm it starts off it has a little bit of a sitcom setup like it feels like a sitcom at first or something where like the local ruffians are like hey you should be at the community village right
1: this feels like a very it's it's starkly unpleasant com- but starkly unpleasant watch compared to the rest of the series I'm not saying that it's a bad episode it's a, actually probably one of the better ones but it is much darker than than I've gotten used to with this show
0: well this gets into Ludovico technique territory you know mm-hmm. from a Clockwork Orange so
1: it's also heavily like Cold War like more more it's it's simultaneously more seriously cold war than anything else in the series but also nobody really gets hurt yeah though it it feels like it maybe after the last scene i i've never pretty much this entire series i haven't felt as afraid for number six as i did during this episode
0: well he beats up those guys at his gym and then number six gets pelted with umbrellas so that probably yeah
1: But it's the whole, like the whole, the whole village. Though it's like the parade now is just like the parade just shows up to his house to beat him to death or whatever. <laughs> so that's like a very different tone.
0: They start asking wow. why he, why he quit again, why he resigned again, right? So because you mentioned like it seems like it's of, been a while. <laughs> it did, and I when they got to it, I was like,
1: finally, someone's actually getting down to to trying to do their job number
0: two they got caught up in all those mind games i guess
1: (laughs) i i think we yeah we just randomly saw a few episodes where they kind of
0: eyes went off the the prize
1: (laughs) yeah but but this is still i i do feel like i feel like it's one of those things that when you start talking about communism that it you're required to get serious Mm. that's what it feels like i know this um you're Time Enough Twilight Zone podcast, your other podcast, will have aired the Obsolete Man episode probably like a month and a half ago at this point. But that similarly felt like we're discussing communism, so this needs to get serious.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, McCarthyism seemed to be more of the, I mean, that's obviously mm-hmm. close cousin. Well, yeah. but that seems to be like really what they're after here. Um, what well,
1: seems like there is societal pressure to make it it's it's basically like if this was made in 1985 there would be a serious drug addiction episode <laughs> because if, you were required to take that seriously if even though drug addiction out, has
0: been around for you know 4000 years if it came out today would people see it as like a cancel culture episode <laughs> i think if it came out today what would this be if it
1: came out today? I feel like it would be yeah, a cancel
0: culture episode. It
1: it could be tweaked just a little bit to be a cancel culture episode even though the stakes wouldn't be as high and I don't think it would be as serious.
0: Yeah, yeah. It may maybe they play it more for laughs or something. I don't know. Be fun. Like that yeah. like the like you said, the communism vibe makes things heavy. Well, also
1: the blacklist had like infinitely more power than cancel culture does. Like you can oh, get yeah. "quote unquote" canceled, and you're still making millions of dollars. Like there's nobody, uh, even Bill Cosby is like doing dates now. He, he's really? been to prison.
0: Okay, he's been to pri- I, Yeah, yeah. I he's space, doing. He's on tour. Space. He just went to Italy to accept an award.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, it's gonna keep. Ha- it's gonna keep happening, and and the best thing about any of that is just these people will shut up about it because I really don't care if like rich people have some kind of problem with people being mad at them i don't care
0: i think europe is just like eh, whatever for that sort of thing well yeah europe
1: europe (laughs) is (laughs) europe has always kind of been bread and butter problem problematic stuff is like bread and butter there they're
0: like yeah they're like hey our prime ministers are diddling everyone you know
1: yeah in italy it's just like you just have to slap them when harvey weinstein comes at you you just slap him i mean probably it's probably not like that anymore but i'm sure it was at some point
0: no i'm sure that's an unconscious response when everyone meets harvey weinstein it's like hello minor my... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep and yet he still can well i don't know he might be in prison now i have no idea yeah
0: he seems to have had a, a better story of comeuppance than some of the other folks <laughs> and everybody
1: knows he has a weird egg-shaped dick
0: <laughs> my um my my alternate title for this episode is "Unmutual of Omaha."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I do have a, a few places in my notes just like "unmutual, unmutual."
0: I really like the term. I want to. I want to. I think we should try and bring it back into like normal conversation. Stop you being so mutual, just... man.
1: <laughs> yeah, if anybody like has any issue with it, like, hey, uh, what, did you eat the leftovers in the refrigerator? Unmutual. <laughs>
0: Oh, you don't want to do it casual, like Oh, man, that's a mutual view.
1: You could do anything. You could use it for anything you want, basically. <laughs> what does this even mean in this episode? I don't know what it means. He's basically... He's not any more like agitated or, or cranky than he is in any other part of the series.
0: Well, like you said, it's just saying communist, right?
1: Yeah, basically.
0: But they have a better word than communist, so... <laughs> they use it. Well, um, this is
1: also... I, I i don't think this is specifically as much communist it's just paranoia in general like i'm sure that this also feels like it's poking fun at mccarthyism oh yeah that for was, <clears throat> sure because it's a fun episode of, yeah i think yeah i think mccarthyism was something that people were much more familiar with than like the actual like workings of stalinist russia S- speaking I, of I
0: canceling people I, I guess six technically roofies number 89
1: well he switches the <laughs> he doesn't take
0: advantage of well he does take advantage of it but not in that way <laughs> i don't know is is every
1: movie and tv show where a spy switches the two glasses is that like are they roofing the people when they yeah, switch I, the glasses is they, that, are they, responsible? they are but con,
0: context counts right um
1: i think it's self-defense in that case i don't know <laughs> that's I, a tough one This
0: this came up in my chit chatting yesterday. Are we sure six was a spy? I think we're saying that just because of Danger Man and stuff.
1: What if are you saying what if the job he resigned in London is like,
0: like maybe he's actually a school teacher? No, I'm sure he's not that because he has information (laughs) in his head. That's for sure. But he could be like, say, Mm. the cue of you know maybe he's like an engineer or something. That'd be interesting. Because he tends to screw up a lot of this. Now, he does definitely keep himself in good shape, right? He can kick some ass. But um, he he tends to screw up some of the spy stuff where he is sometimes good at some of the engineering stuff, you know, like building stuff.
1: I hadn't thought about that. That is pretty interesting.
0: I think we just all assume he was a spy because Danger Man was on a year before this, you know, and it's basically it seems like the same character. But Magoon was very much like and it's not the same character. So, you know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just, I just, we made that assumption and there's not actually enough evidence to say that's for sure. Like he maybe is a computer guy. Right. Right. He might be a techie guy that just likes to work out because <laughs> most of his skill is MacGyvering things more than sp- like, again, though, he almost gets off the island and the schizoid man and like screws up relatively hmm. simple spy stuff.
1: Hmm. I think, but he's like really good at punching people.
0: Well, he likes to work out too, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, I'm just—I mean, it's easy to just be, yeah, he's a spy that's now here. But I was like, this—the idea came up. Like, is are we sure? Mm. I mean, Cold War stuff. Because obviously, not everyone in this village is a spy. We've already had people who are clearly like scientists and stuff.
1: It seems most people in the village are just dumb idiots who just hang out. I don't know. I've never seen. I've seen very few like people demonstrate like extreme proficiency or intelligence well, they don't been bro- know what they've all been
0: broken you know
1: yeah they've been, all been destroyed
0: uh six is just it's been taking a while right that's why all the twos get so annoyed with him yeah so they've gotten to the point of just like pointing a finger at him and screaming on neutral. <laughs> that's <laughs> do you
1: think this was some kind of
0: manifestation about of him
1: like hitting like a breaking point nervous breakdown like because this is the ninth episode, we're at the peak, yeah, of yeah. the Production order that is.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, I did notice at one point he gives the uh, TV audience the the finger. I think it's in his it in his room or what? something. There's I missed that. He's just. I think he's just picking up or pointing something. I was like, hey, he's his <laughs> little finger fully extended. I, I do in Japan sometimes, like uh, you know, in Japan the finger's not like a thing, right? So yeah. I found myself because it's actually a good pointing finger. And I found myself like reading books to kids and like pointing with my middle finger. Cause <laughs> when when it's no longer a social stigma, it's actually a I mean it makes sense. It's right in the middle of your hand, right? I kind of feel like
1: the middle finger has just been something you do to people you like for the past like 30 years and it doesn't really mean anything anymore. <laughs> Unless yeah. you're in a car, I guess.
0: It, it, since since the um since the expression up yours was popular that's the last time the finger was offensive
1: yeah i just uh up yours
0: (laughs) and you give i I
1: never flip people off in a car either i do kind of just mouth things at people but i don't think anybody's looking at me
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you mouth sexy things to them i mean is fuck you go fuck yourself sexy thing i don't know maybe (laughs) ooh la la um (laughs) sure why not um I did find fun in here not well not fun i found i found in here that they're showing the lobotomy to the entire village rather it's like a televised lobotomy special yeah that was super i don't know how to
1: interestingly the last lobotomy that was performed in the u.s was in 1967 and it failed it killed the person that they were doing it on so they stopped like basically we're in the End of the lobotomy era here. Era this is, here. This is
0: sci-fi ultrasound lobotomy. You know, so no, but, I, don't, I mean, they feels like that. they're not
1: trying to. Yeah, they're trying to base this sort of in reality. It's not just complete. Like they, they don't have like teleportation or time travel in this show. It's at least sort of gritty.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the CIA you know, had had this method that they'd use. Well, they did have. Was it five light. five years ago when it was? Was it? Like the cuban embassy or something got like sonic attacked or something or the america i don't remember so some embassy yeah. had like a sonic attack <laughs> for sure there are some i mean
1: that's just a matter of just hooking enough power up to a speaker you know it's like
0: um <clears throat> or were they just were they just playing like a caribbean queen outside the door or something really loud is was that the sonic attack no i think they i think they have like
1: hit people with waves that i don't know make them crap themselves or something i have no idea <laughs> make
0: them feel sad yeah yeah with caribbean, like... queen is caribbean queen playing is Queen playing or not
1: yes it was okay <laughs> <laughs> they played that u2 album that everyone was stuck with there on their iphones really loud and it made everyone freak out
0: oh, okay i, I think uh, that I, I prefer the ocean so you don't like really this ocean. number two I just say he's dumpy i say he's dumpy. i mean he
1: looks he looks bad he looks like he's not doing (laughs) good for himself but he was so scary he reminded me of like the guy from total recall
0: oh right well because he's sweaty probably that's how how, yeah that's how schwartz decides to get a divorce
1: yeah but he's like he's manipulative and scary and kind of threatening and
0: yeah uh, i mean you it, see
1: the penguin also
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was much more of a 1984 vibe right sort of like um mm-hmm. winston smith of the chestnut cafe waiting for that bullet in the back of his head <laughs> yeah he was the he was the right number two for this job no victory gin in the village though they don't seem to have that so too bad
1: oh uh, yeah but i mean the last week's number two wouldn't have worked for this he would have been like hey man <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just drill a hole in your head
0: <laughs> i don't know what we should do man yeah that's the thing that you got to match the right number twos um that that's one thing with the uh the 2009 series and what they got the same number two the whole time that that can't be fun even if it is mcclellan <laughs> yeah
1: this is just... i'm not going to judge that without watching it but it, you know it looked kind of bad scanning scrolling through that it looked a little drab well you're you're used to watching
0: this insane technicolor 60s extravaganza sort of thing so yeah (laughs) well also that was kind of this is 2009 was it yeah
1: that was not a great time for tv because that's like pre it's before breaking bad really like took i mean even breaking bad even as Good as the writing is on that, it's still like a very like street level, regular looking show. Yeah, yeah, I
0: think I think it was still like what Lost and Battlestar when that came out. You know, both good shows, but you know, still a little wonky and put together. They're well, not as finessed as some peak TV shows, I guess.
1: Well, there you will eventually look back on that era, like the early two thousands, as this like kind of Call of Duty, like just bl- muted color thing. Man of Steel, two thousand eight. That's one of the worst looking movies that I've ever seen in my life. That's not 2008.
0: It's, That's much later in 2008. It's like 2012, I think.
1: No, 2012 was Batman v Superman.
0: That doesn't sound right. Okay. I I, no, no, no. I, I closed my Chrome already. So I'm not, you're looking it up. That's right. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> 2013. You're right. Anyway, still
0: nah. ballpark, I, it,
1: in the ballpark.
0: It's, it's got that look for sure. So it looks like which,
1: garbage. I was like, I was actively hoping that the Kryptonians would chloroform the earth to make it look better. And even (laughs) Krypton looked like a crappy Xbox screensaver in that movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's the point though. watching this is a, you know, I I don't think many shows look better than this. Style mattered at this point in time. And it's kind of there.
1: You know, I live in Atlanta where a lot of buildings are being built and there are a lot of new skyscrapers. They're like, huh? That looks like that kind of invokes like Miami 1965 or something like that. It's like weirdly, weirdly seeing like past, like mid-century, mid-century things are back.
0: Building, well, it's like, well, I'm you know, Art Deco is, I guess, somewhat popular 20 years ago. So it's, maybe it's like yeah. fashions, like, you know, 30 years ago, fashions are coming back. But like 60 years ago, architectural things come back.
1: But, well, again, yeah, I mean, I don't know about, in japan but i mean like when they build a new wendy's now it looks like a frank lloyd right ripoff.
0: okay well that sounds fun i guess i nah, we don't see that around here i mean
1: it's yeah it's it's at least nice to look at it doesn't look like the like dumb whatever fast food looked like 10 years ago where it looked like a big skylight thing or whatever
0: I was looking into the uh, village shooting location in Wales last night, and I, I didn't realize that XTC made a couple of their Skylarking videos there, wearing prisoner yeah. uh, costumes. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the meeting place and the man who um, sailed around his soul. Both of those videos are shot in the, in the village.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm kind of not very uh, music video literate because I didn't have MTV
0: the same here growing up and I, and I don't think those videos were ever particularly popular either but
1: <laughs> i mean if they would have been when we were like six and seven years old probably they're not popular i guess they would have been you have to watch mtv and the UK new UK wave, or something new wave yeah. hour or whatever
0: <laughs> probably on the, the bbc's we'll dump a few videos for the kids for an hour on friday night you know john Peel's video extravaganza
1: Time, yeah. <laughs> just, just imagining some world where john Peel cared about videos. I'm pretty sure he didn't.
0: Mm-mm. So let's see. I'm just sc- having a scroll through with what I have here. Oh, um, oh, I can't remember. There's, there's a bit of besides just McCarthyism. There's um the Chairman Mao thing with um it's it's, it's bugging me where they'd have basically someone sit in the middle of the room and everyone like just goes around them and you know points fingers at them and accuses them of stuff i read that okay. there was some ch- chinese connection
1: in this i have no i i don't really know i'm not familiar with that
0: i'm, I'm looking i know i have the name on my computer where i have to go through several um things to find it da, 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 da. maybe this is it okay it's called a <gasps> thought examination interesting <laughs> I mean, that's translated from Chinese. Yeah, English, of course. Right? But yeah, it was a thought in, examination. In Chinese, it's probably examination so it was, thought. So someone sits in the middle of the room and everyone circles them and they examine the person in the middle of the room's thoughts, I guess, which is pretty much what they're doing here, I guess. Was, and Interestingly, I
1: was I saw this episode also took inspiration from some uh, noted anti-psychiatry people in the, <laughs> who were kind and of powerful psychiatry. in the u.s anti yeah there was an anti-psychiatry movement there they listed as an influence one guy who actually started some kind of bureau of anti-psychiatry along with Scientology so it's like you can tie this stuff to Scientology as well you could definitely look at this episode and be like yeah it seems like they don't trust psychiatry hmm <laughs> the thought that that therapy or whatever
0: Patrick McGraw ended up screaming at all of his therapists. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> no, no. You'd never had more than one session with a with a single person.
1: <laughs> Are you trying to direct my show? No, stop it.
0: I'll strangle you.
1: I'm the director. <laughs> uh, yeah. The the. Uh, how about that smile on his face when he thought they were about to lobotomize
0: him? That was like really insane. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, well, after, right? When he wakes up, and I, I guess he was no, I'm talking about once. when they
1: had him in the chair and he was just smiling at them like he was just daring them to do it. He was just like,
0: <laughs> Oh, see, I prefer the ones when he's back in his apartment and he's he's uh, doped out. I mean, that too, that was really that was pretty funny. <laughs> and even
1: after he beat those guys up, he was just sort of like, <laughs> Yeah, just like it, kind of.
0: I mean, this plan was real crap. It it worked for like it didn't work. It worked it worked for maybe thirty minutes. I, I I was like in my notes. I was like, do
1: they think that he wouldn't notice that he's not lobotomized? It's like you can pro you don't have to be a genius prodigy secret agent to to know that I have not been lobotomized. I don't know. It's like I am on drugs. I've not been lobotomized. It's kind it,
0: of just gonna serendipiously dose him for the next however long i I guess the idea is he he tells why he resigned rather quickly mm -hmm. and then then they don't have to do this anymore
1: i think the idea is and it's not out of the question that you you tell someone that they're they're lobotomized and you're and you you're drugging them they just give up they're like yes i am because i mean i've seen people i've definitely known people who don't know how smart they are just under normal circumstances who act kind of like idiots because they feel like that they've accepted that their identity is kind of a
0: I don't know. Well, Mark, you've been lobotomized, don't you remember? What <laughs> Here's here's another alternate title. Uh we, number six is Terrible No Good Day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, this is it's it is like it's a it's a bad plan and it doesn't work but it's it's one of the more realistic yeah it's scary to watch it though they probably
0: do they probably do gaslight people in black ops sites like this in reality you know i i feel like this is actually for their
1: overall plan this is one of the worst things they could do because now he knows they're not going to now he knows they're not going to lobotomize him i think he already has he has in his mind that someone is always plotting against him and they're not going to kill him and now he knows they're not, not going to lobotomize him which is pretty <laughs> dangerous information I think
0: oh this is definitely a win I mean some you know again schizoid man is a, a clear loss as he screws up his helicopter ride um, getting jettisoned out of yeah. the, the jet plane in the last episode that's a loss right Yeah, schizoid,
1: um, schizoid man was like he barely he barely overcame that situation but you know
0: but this one is a is a clear win he gets number two run out of town or and like you said probably murdered so yeah <laughs> at least and lobotomized he, for real and he knows
1: yeah he knows that there there are steps that they won't take it's like the, clearly... the, peter,
0: the peter pan lady number two she was very much like oh we can't take certain steps you know i mean he didn't hear her say that but
1: yeah I, he's uh i mean you can definitely see it on his face here he's sort of like you're not going to do anything are you you're just <laughs> going to give me drugs that i could clearly see her putting into my tea which she could have done a better job than that by the she, way she was not
0: a spy before this
1: yeah maybe she was just a
0: I mean she had medical knowledge i guess so it probably had something to do with that dental hygienist yes and she was plus a lobotomy you get your teeth yeah. cleaned and you get lobotomized <laughs> Um. Yeah. I, I it, don't know. It same just, drill. What's a, What's the a musician's advice if you do something disharmonious? Just do it twice, and then it seems intentional. And that's what yeah, he I, does. He beats those guys up at his gym twice. That was. I was. I put in my notes that was a weird
1: sitcom thing to happen. Like, hey, remember this? Well, that's what I said at the beginning of, the this again. Of,
0: of this podcast. Right, that it felt a little but, weird and y and with that.
1: Yeah, but it also was. Uh, the the show started out more menacingly than it usually is. you don't usually see someone just show up in his area and just start a fight and then be like "Well, oh, committee is going to hear about this
0: even well, though they i started the fight I, I, I was starting to read alex cox's book and um mm. and it's talking about how this is the episode that makes the the villagers like look the crappiest like everyone yeah, sure. this is definitely everyone is for sure in on it sort of episode and they all get like twisted at the i mean i guess that's the thing the people in the village have no more willpower right yeah it feels
1: like maybe it doesn't make them look bad as much as it makes them look very malleable
0: and stupid yes so and i, I guess that's the drama of the show why hasn't six broken down yet right so but
1: but it's like a, that's why I asked you in the beginning like if this was the pilot because if this was how the show started <laughs> then uh, yeah, it's like the, the tone is very uh, more like you, you always talk about how they you want the episodes arranged so the intensity gets ratcheted up and that's definitely happened very well over the past few that we've watched I think yeah.
0: yeah. that's why it can't really be a Pilot, I guess. Also, you just you wouldn't know what the hell is yeah. going on. It would be way too confusing if this were the first well, episode. You could this could be the second episode, I guess. But it's just it, it um, could be. But the, well, the
1: even compared to last week's episode where he's kind of hanging out and and kind of friends with a lot of people, and this episode it's like nobody's
0: is no friend friends. No friends. Um, well, I, I'll mention Battlestar again because they're first episode as a not not the big like three hour plus pilot right but the first actual episode was like insanely intense that was which was 33 where the the Cylons are attacking every 33 minutes and that that one was you know they couldn't keep up that intensity they had to drop it down after that for a bit it didn't wasn't that Battlestar
1: just sort of the same showrunners as Deep Space Nine
0: um one of them one of them well he that's uh ronald moore who started on next gen wrote Mm -hmm. a lot he wrote all the klingon stuff for deep space nine basically he you could call Mm -hmm. him the klingon showrunner for deep space nine i guess interesting well i just think when i think of deep space
1: nine it's like with the exception of the last season like i don't know seasons seasons two through six of deep space nine it's like every season starts with like it feels like they're trying to just jam a knife directly into your chest <laughs> like it's so like those those kick off so uh intensely And sixth one the sixth season starts off with like a six part war arc <laughs> it's right it's like okay so this one is um, just so,
0: I, I guess that thing with does it make more sense with this show just building up because the first episode is just weird right like this mm-hmm. is weird and and yeah we're getting pretty intense now and i think i think uh, I haven't watched Tamron Anvild yet, but from my understanding, that one's even more intense. Mm-hmm. And then we get the uh, later episodes, which I guess are probably not as intense. But I guess the idea with the the thirteen first season of The Prisoner is, you know, rank them in intensity, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah the 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 least intense episode we've watched recently was uh, Many Happy Returns, and that was still
0: that has a that that makes your incredibly intense. Yeah, yeah
1: it's incredibly intense because it's like in a different in a quiet way I guess cuz there's nobody there and then he has to go I'll and just, kill German pirates or whatever. I'll put
0: on the record um we did we did the schizoid man then we did we did the general then we did the schizoid man um because that's what it says on my DVDs. I would Very say good. those should be reversed. It should be schizoid man then the general because he mentions uh, I'll tell that to the general. And he's like, how "Are you going to do that?" Ha ha. Like, clearly, oh yeah, good point. At the end of Schizoid, man, they're referring to the general, and he doesn't understand. So, I would say that you should probably flip those in your watching order.
1: But isn't there a character named the General in a in a completely
0: other episode that we watched? I think there's. But he was in London. That was not a village thing. I think.
1: I think. Uh, let me see.
0: Chimes a Big Ben. I think. Yeah. My thing the, is all messed up. The general up, right? in London
1: anyway there are lots of
0: generals you know it, this is a world with a military so <laughs> there, there are definitely people who would be named a general but, yes uh, so
1: there's a, not just the computer named the general but i mean that we we got a bunch of computer printout stuff uh last week i well, think still have computers it's they your funeral have the yeah they. Just, they it's have not the same computers. it's not the general <laughs> it's mm. like a worse computer
0: how does the tally ho work because it, it instantly publishes newspapers that are fully written and everything is that ai making those
1: yeah that's the 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 admiral
0: okay the admiral's making those because because <laughs> he gets the he gets the full newspaper <laughs> like that. seconds after being declared on <laughs> mutual yeah, right
1: it looks like a giant version of those things that make the fake dollar bills you know what I'm talking about like the little yeah, thing yeah, where yeah. You crank out he makes fake dollar bills but it's just like he always gets those, and he just scowls at them. He's like, "Ah!"
0: And when he was running for number two, as soon as he says he'll do it, you know, all the posters come out, right? So yeah. I, I'm guessing they have like a an AI, like an AI art thing, you know, that can just instantly make your story or your newspaper or whatever. What if his
1: the job he resigned was like graphic designer?
0: Oh, and he hates his font. Yeah. No, it's like it's
1: just like the graphic design company is just able to print things real quickly because and write them. That's, well, that's where the, that's, that's the this. one who that's who wants his information.
0: Those thing had had the fully written. In this episode, we see the fully written article, right? Like seconds after he's declared <laughs> unusual. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, oh, there has to be some AI in there too to make that happen in like two seconds. Or suppose
1: it's like you know that that every single like ce- major celebrity, there's just like this boilerplate obituary on file like the new york times mm-hmm.
0: i always think or it's the, like um, they have to go to press immediately with it they
1: just fill in the details
0: did you see i, I think it was the dana carvey show where he's um doing who wasn't tech i think it was like ted koppel or something like trying to record gerald ford's obituary and they're like <laughs> we have to get out he's like Gerald Ford today was mauled by tigers. He says oh, that's not going to happen. And they're like, what? We, we don't know. You want to be called back from your vacation or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's,
1: you know, there's the whole thing where there's a there's a Nixon speech for like if the astronauts died on the way to the moon that he had prepared.
0: He should have accidentally given that one. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> uh i'm trying maybe, to maybe like on uh, in july um okay. 1970 he could have given that speech just for fun fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will
1: stay on the moon to rest in peace these brave men neil armstrong and edwin all this is long anyway okay. he could have given that as, as a nation speech in
0: 1974
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah just be like Richard Nixon, your president, has decided to stay on the moon. <laughs> what yeah. if he did? what if he was just like had a gun and was just like, no, we're going to the moon, take me to the moon <laughs> like he just hijacked now that, that's more done that
0: that's more like something that would happen today <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, come on, Elon Musk,
1: take me to the moon <laughs>
0: No, nah, he wants to go to Mars. I do not want to take you to the moon.
1: Has, has he even gotten to the moon yet?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Nope. <laughs> See about that. I, I saw a really fun thing that was shared that just said.
0: He could have secretly it like uh, gone to the moon. We just don't know about it.
1: It was a post on some somewhere online that said, it said uh, Elon Musk thinks he'll have someone to land on Mars in the next 10 years. And it says 11 years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's he's been to the moon and his his iron man suit that's covered with racist decals <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a asbestos man yeah <laughs> um anything else you want to throw out about about do you have any changes of mind about change of mind left in your in your lobotomized head mm-hmm. well i can't decide
1: well it's um i guess communism is bad well i don't know maybe it isn't
0: struggle sessions are bad thought examinations i would struggle session. i
1: think, I think it's just the environment where you can just scream about someone and then they get like carried off and have their brain drilled as a bad environment and not healthy i think <laughs> the french revolution kind of was like that too even though i'm sure that france is better off eventually um <clears throat> yeah that's uh any kind of an, any uh environment where you can just sort of have people carried off turn the whole village against them
0: not good because even his hairdresser won't do his hair if you notice he looked he, he looked especially <laughs> yeah, disheveled he... <laughs> after he's son mutual like someone comes to his apartment every morning and just kind of like works up his hair a bit you know but she didn't come today, or he. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm sure it's it cheap. had
1: nothing to do with him directing this episode after taking it from the director. <laughs> <laughs> I had to strangle a man for this job. <laughs> I'm Joseph Surf. <Cerf>. Don't mess <laughs> with me.
0: Yeah, he insisted everyone call him Joseph Surf while filming this episode. It wasn't Joe Surf. Was it Joe Surf? It it's Joseph Surf. Oh, Joe. Uh, oh, see, I wanted it to be Joe Surf. <laughs> What's like? I mean,
1: you could call them that. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's you know like, that shows up in Wikipedia, but it doesn't show up in in like IMDb because IMDb has people listed as their actual selves. And
0: oh, I, I on my computer at work, uh, if I if it's if I look up something on IMDb, it'll it'll come up with a Japanese name, but written in English. Weird. So if I look up if I look up Twilight Zone on that computer, it'll come on IMDb as Mystery Zone. <laughs> that's Maybe that's a better title. <laughs> I don't know. It, it does sound a little more gaudy, I guess. Mystery, Mystery Zone.
1: <laughs> I mean, it actually is a better descriptor of what the show is. Like Twilight, yeah, yeah.
0: What's that? Well, uh, uh, that's vampires and werewolves. That's what it is.
1: Sparkleys.
0: Yeah. See, that's that's the, the problem from modern day. I think before Twilight, maybe Twilight Zone was fine, but now now you think of of are you on Team Jacob or not? You know. Well, it's even that I I remember seeing like commercials
1: for the Twilight Zone when I was a kid and like not understanding that it wasn't like about
0: a time of day. Oh, you know what I mean. I, I always got because uh you we went was was it a uh, Ruby Falls where they have the the Twilight Zone in the cave? That's fun. Yeah, the wrong podcast. To talk about this though. We should talk about it on the Twilight Zone podcast. <laughs> well, that's one of the many
1: podcasts that you can listen to on the Podcastio Podcastio, Podcastio Podcast Network, isn't it?
0: I think you put an an extra word there, yeah, podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can support the podcast
1: network by going to patreon. com slash podcastiopodcastius throw us a couple of dollars to host things on the cloud where they're where they live, where they should live
0: on a cloud. Uh, you can
1: also you can uh, listen to podcasts about sci-fi movies at matt and luke's sci-fi sanctuary um you can also h- listen to Dis- occult disney podcast is that the name of it occult disney that's right occult disney podcast for your occult disney
0: podcast Beeps. listening <laughs> I, just, I almost said it and oh, just oh, oh, oh 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 I think it was a day or two ago, as of this recording, I noticed on Twitter that the Occult Disney Twitter podcast was You Are Now Followed by the Church of Satan. I was like, that's great. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Life goals. Speaking of life goals, you listen to Game Game Show podcasts with uh, several British gentlemen sadistically... So gentle. Sadistically uh, screwing each other over for points. On a game show about games, video games that is, with, with no prize. Speaking <laughs> of video games, the prize is you get to do the plugs at the end. Speaking <laughs> of video games, there's the Monster Mash podcast about Monster Hunter. Luke loves Pokemon. Podcast about Pokemon. And- right.
0: I mean, we said lots that's of things. All the podcasts. Lots of things were said, so it's probably fine. I mean, I, I and, tuned out a little bit. That's for sure. <laughs> and this podcast, imprisoned in
1: prison uh, on the prisoner prison cast. You can't even say it. Come back.
0: To, come I back declare next you week. Neutral. I'm not talking to you anymore.
1: <laughs> no. Dragon Delta Town ebbs and flows, Whisper its name to us as Canto, Free from civilization's great trade off Was told there's life behind life to know. As goes down the storm drain I've tracked It's nowhere to nowhere, far out back In this usual state of exploration Saw how rebirth seeps in through the cracks My progenitors hail from their death Tricksters to the Romans on their fen Revel knowing empires near their end Yet a great world connects us, now and then The rich tusk white is the sleek jag of the moon, radiates a place a few hours from Kowloon, spot not featured on CNN nor Yon Hap, nor visible nay on bloody Google Map. Wingle Wayward wanted to pick up my slack of rich lines rippling silvery-black. Despite where this decolonized soul shall roam, evolution screams, right now.